You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name's Ken Swanson. This is the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory, the best of the Super Bowl. Your Kansas City Chiefs got their first Super Bowl in 50 years, and we had you covered here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You're going to hear some of our stuff from the week before the Super Bowl, and then you're going to hear the full postgame show from Craig, Maddie, and I because I couldn't cut anything out. I enjoyed listening to it too much. It was fun to go back and listen to the raw emotions of of celebrating this team winning the first Super Bowl in 50 years with my dear pals. But we got to start with the week before in the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory Mailbag. Uh, the Clay and McLean asks, assuming Mahomes gets a free play because D4 jumps off sides. I love it. It's delicious. Uh, who streaks down the field and gets the bomb from Pat? Tyreek, McColl, or Sammy? This is 100% not a real question. This is just shade. And it's trying to poke me into talking about D Ford right now. I am going to try to refrain. I'm going to try to refrain, but let me just say this. This is the second straight year that the Chiefs have to overcome D Ford to win the Super Bowl. I'm out. I don't know if do you guys even want to add anything or do you want to keep moving on? I think Tyreek Hill would be the one to catch the bomb because that's who seems to get along the best <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that he's also the fastest. <laughs> And he would see the play earlier. They would trust him a little bit more just to go up and catch the ball on this deep throw. He actually answered it. He actually answered it. I love it. I, no, no. We're on Pat's free play so far this year, he's definitely ty- uh, targeted Tyreek more than anybody else. He's been frustrated with Sammy quitting on a couple of them. So it's 100% going to be Tyreek. D, you owe us. You owe us a lot, buddy. <laughs> Hope you make several mistakes. I hope you make several mistakes to make up for what you did last year. Simply Pat D. I'm sure someone may have asked this, but which team has the edge in these areas? Offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. Uh, Go ahead. I think the Chiefs have the edge on offense simply by having the better quarterback I think on defense, uh, it's definitely the 49ers. They just have a ridiculously good defense. Uh, Just all that talent is great, and I love Fred Warner. He's one of my very favorite players in this league, so I had to go there. Special teams has to be Kansas City because we allocate so many resources towards (laughs) special teams that there's no possible way that anybody can be better, surely. And then coaching, I, I do think it's the Chiefs. I think that... Andy and Spagnolo being in this situation before, being here, knowing how this works, just having that experience before means something this week. And we've seen Andy read off of bye. We've seen Steve Spagnolo's game plans. I'm just, I, I think you give a slight edge to those guys. Not that this coaching staff on the other side is a bad coaching staff. I just give a slight edge to those two guys. Offensively, the Chiefs have the edge. It's pretty clear. Better quarterback, better wide receivers, better offensive tackles, better tight end. The only thing the 49ers do better is running back and interior offensive line, and we all know how important those two positions are. Defensively, I think easily goes to the 49ers just as well as offensively, <laughs> easily goes to the Chiefs. I do think the Chiefs coaching, Steve Spagnuolo especially, kind of helps mask that difference. Brendan Daly, Steve Spagnuolo have been excellent lately, so I can't tell. I'm giving the coaching edge to the Chiefs. I love Kyle Shanahan. I think he is very much on his way up into being a top three coach in the NFL, especially as an offensive mind. He's pretty, probably already there. This is the first time I do believe he's going to be making this kind of big calls in the Super Bowl. That probably affects him a little bit. 
I do need to see him adjust a little bit more often if things aren't going well before I put him up there with Andy Reid. In special teams, I have watched zero 49ers special teams snaps this year. They are absolutely better than the Kansas City Chiefs special teams unit. (laughs) (laughs) I saw uh, Harrison Bucker. I think I I saw some stat on NFL Network that was comparing Robbie Gold and, and Harrison Butker, and I think Harrison Bus- Butker had the edge from a from a you know a um, conversion percentage and all that stuff. So that's nice. Is is that where we are now in our Super Bowl coverage this past week? We're comparis- comparing <laughs> special teams players yes. from each team. Oh my goodness! I do think NFL.com's tracker is I, like showing stats about third down conversions at high noon from third and six plus rates for both the offense and defense of both teams. So yeah, we are to that point. I mean, it's 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 a little bit over a week into the Super Bowl coverage. They got to find something to talk about. I think the one thing with offense, defense, special teams, coaching, like if you list all of them. Yeah, I think you can list all of them, and I think you can you can make a pretty sound argument for the Chiefs having three of those four categories. It's just the gaps, though. How big of a gap between each offense? How may, how big of a gap between each defense and coaching and all that stuff? And it's pretty tight, I think, across the board. Um, the Chiefs have the best player in the world, though, uh, and I think that masks a lot of different things. So um, I, I'm banking on Patrick LeVon Mahomes not letting this football team win. That's kind of where I fall. I meant he wasn't going to let them lose the game, but that's neither here nor there. That's not important anymore. Let's go ahead and jump to the middle of the week with Craig and myself doing some prop bets. First coach shown after the kickoff, Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? It's Andy Reid. This is the Andy Reid show. Everybody wants Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan even wants Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. That's how much. <laughs> that's how much everybody wants Andy to win one. Like it's it's going to be Andy. We're going to see more Andy on the sidelines this week than I think we probably ever have in any game since he's been in Kansas City. Totally agree. That's why I wanted to post this one just so we could all talk about how much we want Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. The most I'm telling you, this is not a joke. The most animated I see Craig Stout in the last in my existence of knowing him is talking about getting Andy Reid a Super Bowl. I, I, something, something bubbles out of Craig. He, he's you're doing it right now. I can I need see it him on your to face. Win. I need him to win so badly. I just I, I I made the joke that I'm gonna hug him at the parade, which means I'm probably gonna get arrested because he's definitely <laughs> not gonna want that. But. I just so badly want for him and his entire journey to this point, the lives that he's affected, the tree that he's, you know, built in the NFL. Like, he's already a Hall of Famer in my eyes. I don't want there to be any question in anybody's mind ever when it comes time what his impact is and the fact that people get to lord this playoff Andy, the Super Bowl failure Andy over all of what he's done so far in his career is frankly annoying. I don't want that to be the case. Get him a ring. This one's for Andy. Like there's going to be more for these rest of these players. They're going to be in this situation again. This one's for Andy. Absolutely. And I I, really quick, I love a couple things that Patrick Mahomes has said this week. One is you know how much he wants Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl, but I think the other thing I hear from Patrick Mahomes that I love is he's basically said, "You know, this is a once in a lifetime experience. I hope to have this opportunity more times than once." That kind of grounded mentality. First off, it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get to this point. It's so hard. But the fact that that's the mentality that the quarterback has, knowing how precious this is and how you can't waste it. Whew. It's it's that's- so hard to get to this point. It's taken this team 50 years and it's taking taken a literal generational player that, you know, not generational. He might be even more than generational player to get Uh-oh. him to the point where he's in the Super Bowl. So, I, oh, my goodness. He wins the Super Bowl on Sunday. He is more than a generational player. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Speaking of that generational player, Patrick Mahomes passing yards over under three or 305 
uh, 0.5 yards. Okay. This one, I think he's going to be under and just barely. Like, I think he's going to be in the high 280s, low 290s there. And I think that that will be plenty. And it's not going to be because he plays poorly. I just think that there's going to be a lot of running clock with the 49ers trying to run the ball a little bit more. And so you're just not going to see the same opportunities. They do have a good defense. Definitely a good defense. I think they're going to limit some of what Mahomes can do, but I'm going under just barely. I'm going over. I think the Chiefs are going to sling the freaking rock around the field. I don't care. There's not very many scripts for this game where Patrick Mahomes is not throwing that thing I mean if they're trailing if they're leading if they're leading by a lot maybe they slow it down but I just think I think he is going to be chucking that ball around the field in in just about any game script that you can imagine um who will be named the Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes or the field man I love that question because because even though the field includes a lot of my favorite players and I see so many avenues that this could go, it's going to be Mahomes. So yep. I'm taking Mahomes. <laughs> I'm too. There's zero there's zero chance. I am not taking Patrick Levon Mahomes. I am not betting against Patrick Levon Mahomes in any situation. This is not one of them that are I'm this is one of those. I am betting on the league MVP, the best player in football, to be the best player in the biggest game. Damian Williams, total rushing and receiving yards, 81 and a half. Whew, I love this one. We have seen playoff Damian be huge here. For just, just so everybody knows, against the Titans there, he had 89 total yards. I And... I think it was a quiet 89, honestly. I mean, he was good. Don't get me wrong. The touchdowns were there, but it was a quiet racking up of 89 there. I'm going to go over. I think they're going to try and take a lot of the downfield stuff. That's going to leave Damian Wilson underneath. They're going to be able to chip away underneath, sustain some drives through Damian Williams. 100% with you there. I would hammer the over on Damian Williams. I think he's going to be an integral part of this game. I think as, as the Niners carry for depth... With the vertical passing game of the Chiefs, I think there's going to be opportunities for guys like Damian Williams underneath and room to run. If he can make some of these athletic linebackers miss that are closing, I mean, that would be helpful. (laughs) That would be helpful, Damian. All right, we close up the pregame half of this show with the game preview and Craig imploring you to dress up for trophy day. Can't even get me down, fellas. Can't even (laughs) get me down. I'm coming in with energy. Guys, I'm going to leave this off real quick before we get into this episode. We got a lot of emails this week about game superstitions and altering your game superstitions because it is such a unique situation watching your team be in the Super Bowl. I just wanted to share this. Leg day on the beach. Maddie's going to do his normal leg day. That's good because it never I'm gonna fails. I'm going to stress eat a bag of Doritos. There you go. That's what those <laughs> two guys are doing. I want to share something with you that I have done for four separate championship games in my lifetime. It's 4-0. and These are major championships. Guys, you dress up for trophy day. <laughs> During the day, go out, get in a nice suit. Nice dress. Make yourself fancy. Wear your normal Chiefs gear. That's fine. You can wear it underneath. You can wear it over. Whatever the case may be. But you dress up for trophy day. Because when the trophy's presented to you, you got to look your best. Like, you got to (laughs) look fancy. You got to look your best. And you can't be missing part of the game to change into it. Because you know you're getting that trophy. Go put on your fancy clothes. I'm going to be wearing a full suit over my Patrick Mahomes White House Texas hoodie that is undefeated since the Titans game. Uh oh. I'm going to be wearing a full suit, dressing up for Trophy Day. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be 5 0. Oh. It's going to work. So if you're dressing up for Trophy Day, send it to me, hashtag dress up for Trophy Day, and I will retweet it. I, I'm looking forward to everybody, not everybody, whoever wants to doing this. 
Craig's Craig's got a hashtag for that. Real quick though, Craig, did you say the White House Texas hoodie is undefeated since the Titans game? Like I did not wear it at the Titans game. Did not wear it at the Titans game. I wore it for the first time on game day that very next week. I have not washed it since. Oh. I have worn it every game day since. You, you are very superstitious, my friend. I, I'm just saying, little little insight. Here's my real question. Well, I have two questions here. One, how does your suit fit over a hoodie? I mean, Mahomes it's, magic. Not, it's not really going to, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh my, you're you're gonna okay. uh, you're gonna Chris Farley it. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. That was my initial question. My second question is, if I dress up for trophy day, will you present me with the trophy so I'm looking my best while holding a trophy? Absolutely. I will I will present everybody with a virtual trophy. It's going to be a picture of Andy Reid holding up the Lombardi <laughs> and me in front of that picture just bawling my eyes out. Oh, I... I I hope I see that, Craig. I really do. <laughs> All right. So this is a big show. Um, it's obviously the, the biggest game preview. Maddie wanted to risk it all. And he wants to do a, a a game of some sort. He has some idea for us that totally will not end poorly like the last time Maddie tried to do a game. So why don't on the biggest game game preview of the year, you just go ahead and, and, and risk it all here, Maddie. So here's the thing. I unfortunately didn't get to join these guys with the last podcast coming out this week. I had to miss it. I have a lot going on here with getting ready for Miami, trying to buy a new house. Just been a little busy. So I missed this. So I haven't got to get out all of my takes about this game. So I wanted to find a fun way to bring them up, test these guys' ability to spell and do some long division quickly on the fly. No, I'm kidding. There's there's no math or spelling this time, guys. Oh, no. I just wanted to run oh through God, thank God. a couple <laughs> a couple hot takes that I just haven't got a chance to drive into that I don't think people are talking about enough about this game, and I just want your guys' quick, rapid reaction thoughts. More than one time, I've okay. heard a person say, "If this game is going to be close, or the game is going to be close, whichever team wins." However, if it's a blowout, the 49ers are going to find a way to blow out the Chiefs. How do you think about that? How does that work? It doesn't. There's no, no, there's no way. Patrick Mahomes has not lost by two scores in his career. Like, that's not going to happen. There's no scenario where the 49ers are blowing out the Chiefs. None. None whatsoever. Patrick exactly. Mahomes is not going to, like, it's an over my dead body game. Therese Taylor keeps saying it. This is the third one in a row. It ain't mm. happening that way. Chills. No, I mean, obviously, I absolutely agree. The Chiefs have been down 17. They've been down 24. They've come back. They've been fine. The 49ers, they get down two scores. Are they really going to have Jimmy Garoppolo go down the field? No, you're not blowing out the Chiefs with that. Like, that's not happening. If it's a blowout, it's going the other way. All right, that kind of goes to my next point here. Nobody really talks about kind of the adversity the Chiefs have faced going through the playoffs, how they've been down, they've had to battle back. What adversity or challenges have the 49ers gone through? Like, how are these players and coaches going to react under pressure? The most pressured game that any of them have played or coached is Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl as the losing offensive coordinator. No other players played in a big game, especially a tough one, right? Like, am I missing somebody here? They have no experience in big games in the bright lights besides last week versus the Packers, which was never close. They pooped the bed against the Falcons. They pooped the bed against the Falcons. I mean, right. I mean, they they kept up in a shootout against the Saints. That was that's probably their profile. That's probably their high profile win. Yeah, on the I road. mean, they've got they got guys like Richard Sherman that have been around the league a long time. Like, I mean, they got some players maybe individually that have been through some adversity, but the team as a whole, nah, I think, not yeah. really this year. I think I think the adversity. If you contrast the adversity that these two teams have been through, I mean, the Chiefs have been through way more. Mm-hmm. Like way more. I've been writing all week about it on Arrowhead Pride. They've been through so much, and not just—I mean, not just the, the the comebacks. You know, forcing themselves to come back in two, you know, two playoff games. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that this team's been through. No, nope. would agree. I think this moves on to my next point. Mostert is the hot name right now, going far as to some people saying he is a better running back than Derrick Henry. So I'm just gonna need your quick opinion on how. Um, <laughs> He has become the new King Henry just because the Titans lost. Then we can move on. This one can be real quick. I just wanted to put that one in there real for fun. 
It's it's happened because the Green Bay Packers were playing with their linebackers uh, like seven yards off the line of scrimmage, and their defensive line was had terrible gap discipline. Like the Packers could not have played the run worse than they did. Like it it it's bad, and that's what's fresh in everybody's memory. Well, he had four touchdowns. I mean, he had a nice line, but I think I saw something like from. He's a good player, but like. Mm-hmm. He's gone over, what, 80 yards or something like that, like five times in his career, something stupid like that. I saw some stat. Three. Three. Three, Three times in his in career. 50 games that he's played <laughs> in. Yes. Oh, wow. Now, not all of those he got a ton <laughs> of workloads or anything like that, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and in Go. case people haven't figured out, this is just a way for me to get off takes that I didn't get on Twitter uh, leading up to this, <laughs> so this has been fun for me. The uh, final one here. How is it not considered the Chiefs' defense is more likely to force a turnover from the San Francisco 49ers' offense, seeming they commit significantly more turnovers than the Chiefs do? It's wild because I think the way that I think the way the Chiefs turn the ball over is fumbling, and that's it. Like Patrick Mahomes does not throw interceptions. I knock on wood, he hasn't thrown an interception in his playoff career in four games. I mean. It, it, no, the, the the propensity to turn the ball over, the turnover battle, is very likely to be won by the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo has turned the ball over 23 times this season. 23. Seems bad. Seems That's bad. over one a game. I, I just... I, listen, and Steve Spagnuolo has done a fantastic job. We talked about it all year long, putting guys in places to succeed. But if Tyron Matthew brings his good gloves... This week, my goodness. I just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, players to watch. Let's start with Craig. Okay, uh, two weeks ago, I picked J.J. Watt's dad, Eric Fisher, as my offensive player to watch. Last week, I picked Eric Fisher as my player to watch. <laughs> so, this week, because the Chiefs have had success, guess what, guys? It's Eric Fisher again. He's probably going to see plenty of Nick Bosa. I'm, I'm guessing that they're probably going to put D Ford against Mitchell Schwartz and try and take advantage of Nick, Nick Bosa's power against Fisher. We've seen him struggle with some power rushers. Definitely been better, especially as of late. Eric Fisher holds his own against Nick Bosa. Oh my goodness. This offense can light up the scoreboard if he's not going to be living in the back backfield he can be a true game wrecker eric fisher has the potential to shut him out i think last week we kind of saw tyreek hill start to get on a roll a little bit he had the two touchdowns it's kind of his first big massive impact game in a little while and it was nice to see for chiefs fans i think this is the kind of game where he can really shine the 49ers defense robert sala good defensive coordinator they like to line up and do what they do well. They don't like to change stuff up. They're not really going to come into the game, at least I don't imagine they will, planning on bracketing Tyree Kill on early downs. They're not going to slide a safety over the top of him and let somebody play man underneath him. They're not going to make his life difficult. They're going to do what they do well. That means the Chiefs can scheme plays up for Tyree Kill, let him take advantage of these one-on-one opportunities that he really doesn't get that much to do. His speed versus Richard Sherman versus Mosley on the other side. You get him matched up with Jimmy Ward deep, that's a mismatch. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to take advantage of it most of the game. For me, it's Damian Williams. I, I, we kind of talked a little bit earlier here about you know how you know the, the Niners might carry for depth a little bit like some teams have trying to take away some of the vertical stuff and, and maybe giving up some of the shorter stuff underneath. Damian Williams is a guy I think who can feast in those situations. You know, one of the things that the Chiefs have really utilized a lot more with Damian Williams is not lazy swing routes, but more direct shoot. I call them shoot or, or bullet routes. Kind of just getting him a little bit more vertically down the field and, and Mahomes putting a ball on him with some pace, letting him get upfield. I, I could see them doing some of that kind of stuff too because if you know if the Niners are carrying for depth, you know th- those kind of things that, that could be a nice little opportunity for for him to you know generate some yards and it's not a lazy you know swing route out of the backfield like you saw maybe with the Alex Smith there it's you know it's some direct on you kind of on kind of routes like that I could see that happening with the Chiefs again this week. Look, we the Chiefs cannot lose to Mike Shanahan's son. 
they could not lose to Mike Shanahan's son and the 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 old number fifty five that cost him a, a a Super Bowl opportunity last year. The the receiver that spurned them. They cannot lose. They cannot lose to this guy, Jim Garoppolo. The third, the third, the third storyline. Make Jim Garoppolo beat you. I dare Jim Garoppolo to try to go up and and match Patrick Levon Mahomes. Matty, go. Sorry, I'm getting off on a rant. Oh, no. By all means, I was just waiting for you to go ahead and let the good people know that Matt Breida was going to be the 2020 starting Chiefs running back while you were also setting people that we couldn't lose to. But, no. alas, we'll approach that in the offseason. No, no, save that one. Okay. We'll save we'll that, one. that one back. Forget I maybe, said that. Maybe Matt Breida will finally get a ring in Kansas City. Hold on. Maybe Matt Breida will finally get a ring in Kansas City. Boom. Sorry. Go. Ooh. So, if you're going to beat the 49ers, very similar story to how you're going to beat the Tennessee Titans, you make their quarterback beat you. You stop their run game. Specifically, you stop their run game on early downs. If you can force the 49ers into drop back passes where the Chiefs know the pass is coming, you are significantly less afraid of their passing attack. That takes away some of the super skilled, some of the great things that Kyle Shanahan can do. When you remove play action from Jimmy Garoppolo's arsenal, when you remove these leak you know, reps that they get from Kittle or Juszczyk, where they insert through the middle of the offensive line before going out into a route or squeeze around behind it, these things, you take them away if it's third and long, if it's second and long, you are just allowed to play coverage the Chiefs can absolutely stop the 49ers if that is the case. Even more so, Jimmy Garoppolo is about as one read of a quarterback as you're going to get to play in a Super Bowl. Even even more than that, he only throws in the middle of the field. If you force him to throw outside the numbers, that ball comes out like a duck. It looks like Lamar Jackson throwing the ball out there, just with a lot less velocity. He's just as likely to throw an interception Ooh. as he is a completion at that point in time almost like he is not a quarterback that's going to drop back and pick apart a defense make jimmy garoppolo beat you but don't let him do it off play action because he does have a quick release he is pretty good at working through his first two reads when he has to read one player you make him hold the ball he'll take sacks he'll make mistakes every game yeah uh i'm I'm still recovering from the uh lamar jackson shot right there in the middle of that maddie but uh yeah no i that's exactly what you want to do chris jones said it this week he even said one thousand percent we want to put the ball in jimmy garoppolo's hands that's not shade towards jimmy they don't want the 49ers to run the ball they want to force those receivers they want to force a longer pass drop because chris jones wants to get after the passer that's what he's best at and it makes perfect sense i think the chiefs can get after the passer against that interior offensive line he can have success i think that both frank clark terrell suggs tano passino coming on as a change of pace guy as a rusher out there can really get after these offensive tackles a little bit if you're forcing jimmy garoppolo to have to traditionally sit back and read the field he's going to try and throw between the hashes and the numbers a lot he loves he lives in that if you watch a game he's going to target that area of the field over and over and over and over I see Bashad Breeland, Tyron Matthew, these guys, we've seen them bait some quarterbacks in, quickly transitioning off of their zone assignment, you know, maybe cone off, have, you know, have a good rep where you recognize the route distribution coming off. Jimmy Garoppolo is still going to throw it. He's going to see the open throwing lane. He's going to try and hit it. You're going to have guys like Tyra Matthew, like Bashad Breland, that have that quick play ID that can sink into those spots, maybe come up with an interception, at the very least come up with a pass breakup, force him into another long down and distance situation. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, getting getting Jimmy Garoppolo into those third long situations, I think is a crucial piece of this football game. Um, I think a lot of the the passing potential of this team of the Niners is really after the catch. You know, I don't think it's you know I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is just chucking it down the field and, and you know making plays you know at the third level of the defense a lot. It's really open lanes for big receivers like Debo Samuel to just run through and George Kittle getting yak. I mean, it's a lot of crossing routes. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of play, short plays turning into long plays all after the catch. And, you know, if you can force, 
you know, if you can force him to win down the field, I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have a lot of success. And it's, it's up to the, you know, the defense to stop the run, put him in those predictable downs. And it's on the offense to put pressure. The offense needs to put pressure on the Niners and force them to play that kind of game. It will end well for this football team and they will end up on top. All right, players to watch. Craig? Okay, early on in the game, the 49ers are going to use lots of 21 personnel. If it's still close, if they're winning, it's going to continue. That 21 personnel is likely going to be countered with Steve Spagnuolo's 4-3 base defense. That means a lot of reps for my son, Reggie Ragland. (laughs) Reggie does not smell like onion rings, if you saw that interview on Twitter. And he is out here (laughs) ready to get himself a ring. He's got to be one of those guys that can scrape over the top, that's filling some of those exterior gaps. They're going to try and get him you know, outside of the tackle a little bit and try and get him mixed up in some of these run and pass reads. Try and catch him in coverage against some faster guys. He's got to be able to put pressure on these backs out of the backfield when they're releasing. Hit them. He's done very well, you know, disrupting their route releases as he's coming out of the backfield. And then setting that edge when Frank Clark, Terrell Suggs, those guys have to be responsible for an interior gap. He's got to be able to set the edge against Kittle, trying to hold his own, force the run back inside. Reggie could end up being a big player early. And if the game is close, he might have to complete or continue playing a lot of snaps as it goes along. For me, we've already talked about some of the reasons why, but the landlording honey badger patrolling the middle of the field for the Chiefs is going to be pivotal for the Chiefs defense getting stops. The rushing game, there's huge implications in terms of stopping the 49ers rushing game, but even once you do that, you still have to make plays against the pass. You still have to defend against the play action that's going to come. That's going to fall a ton on the Tyron Matthew, who spends a ton of his time in the slot or playing kind of that box safety role. When the Chiefs are in their base package, he's going to be the guy tasked with trying to shadow over Kittle, use check as they try to slip out of the behind the box, behind the offensive line, get out in the flats. Jimmy Garoppolo will not make eye contact with his receiver until he's about to throw it on some of these play action passes. Even if it's not play action, he'll try to look somebody off and then come back to it. He throws a lot of interceptions as he works back to a guy that he wants to throw to. Tyron Matthew, I have no doubt. I'm calling it now. He is going to have an interception on this game on a pass over the middle of the field to either George Kittle or Kyle Juszczyk. He's going to get up after this interception. You're going to get another too smart gift, and he's going to tell you all about how he saw this play on film 13 weeks ago and filed it away for this exact moment because that's what he's been doing this year. You, the 49ers want to put the ball right into his wheelhouse, into his area on the field, and the landlord, he doesn't accept that without payment, and that payment's going to be an interception in the Super Bowl. Oh, baby. Oh, man. Okay, Maddie, let's go. I'm ready. Maddie let's go. Maddie bringing it today. <laughs> Maddie is on fire. No wonder you aren't wearing sleeves, my guy. I'm about to take the whole shirt <laughs> you off are for just, you. You're just too hot. You're too hot. <laughs> I'm getting ready. My guy's Chris Jones. Here's the thing. I think Jimmy G, uh, if you get him throwing off schedule, if you get him, if you force him to throw athletically, I think that's good things for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Jim G has a little bit of Kirk Cousins in him. And y'all know what I think about Kirk Cousins. I think I think Chris Jones is capable of having of forcing Jim G to k- channel his inner big game Kirk Cousins. I think Christopher Jones can go out and impact this game, disrupting the interior of the offensive line, being the you know elite interior pass rusher that he is, disrupting the football game, and, and really forcing Garoppolo uh, to to throw athletically. I think. I really honestly think Chris Jones has to to make an impact disrupting this football game if the Chiefs are going to win. Okay, fellas. Prediction time. The last prediction of the year. The last prediction of the year. What you got? This game is going to start as a very even matchup. I think teams are going to trade a little bit. I think that Steve Spagnuolo is going to feel it out a little bit, and he's going to turn it on. I think the Chiefs are going to have a good second quarter. And I think that they're going to get out 
to a multiple score lead. I'm saying again, like I did against the the Tennessee Titans, that they get out to about an 11 point lead. A late, late score by the 49ers cuts it to four, but the Chiefs are able to close it out. Andy Reid is going to lift the Lombardi. Andy Reid is going to be justified, vindicated in everything that he's done so far in the NFL. Kansas City's getting a championship. Chiefs win 35-31. So I've said a lot here. Had a lot of hot takes flying off. Seems like I may have belittled the 49ers a little bit. That all stands. It's all true. However, I do think the 49ers are a good football team. Kyle Shanahan's a very good coach. They have a ton of talent top to bottom on their team. Their issue is their talent, biggest talent gap to the Chiefs is a quarterback. This is a quarterback-driven sport right now, and the Chiefs have the best one in the league, and it's not even close. Points are going to be scored in this game. Both defenses are going to struggle. It might even come down to which defense maybe nets an extra stop or two. I already told you Tyron Matthews getting that interception. The stop goes to the Chiefs. Chiefs win this one 38-34. Craig can rejoice in his suit as he takes a picture of him crying in front of Andy Reid holding a trophy. It's uh, It's been a long couple weeks. And it has been a long 50 years. It took this team 34 years to draft a first-round quarterback between Todd Blackledge and Patrick Mahomes. And everything since Patrick Mahomes has come here um, has been different. I It's it's crazy to, to think about this right now. But Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs for two years. They've went to two straight AFC championship games. Just that is pretty remarkable. But they won it this time. Andy Reid deserves this game more than anyone in the National Football League. In Kansas City, you deserve this game. You deserve this championship opportunity more than anyone in the world. I love you, Kansas City. It's been a fun year. And I'll see you on Wednesday at the parade. 42-38 Kansas City Chiefs. We'll We'll catch you later. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, we close up the best of the AP Laboratory Super Bowl edition with the post-game show in its entirety. I just couldn't I couldn't find anything to cut. And Pete kicks it off with some special music, and it's just perfect. You're a world champion if you're listening to this. The Kansas City Chiefs. 
have won a world championship. They are Super Bowl champs. They do it in comeback fashion. They score 21 points in the fourth quarter. Patrick LeVon Mahomes was exceptional in the fourth quarter when it mattered the most. Steve Spagnuolo finished what Bob Sutton couldn't. And the Kansas City Chiefs, your Kansas City Chiefs, are world champions. Celebrate with those you love. I'm doing it right now with my dear pals. First, find them on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. In Miami right now. Celebrating in Miami right now. Matthew Lane, my friend. I would apologize for the background noise, but I will not. I will not apologize for the traffic and the airplanes that may go by because the Kansas City Chiefs are the best football team in the world. They just won the Super Bowl. We were down going into the fourth quarter yet again. This goes up there on everybody's listening to this. Everyone listening right now, this is one of the most memorable moments of your entire life. You know it. I know it. We will never forget this. This is something that can never be taken away from you. How you reacted, how you felt during the game, at the point the Chiefs took over, when they finally were guaranteed to be the Super Bowl champions, we will always remember that. It is something that's never going to go away. And Craig Stout, Barley Hop, at Barley Hop on Twitter, you can tell us everything about Trophy Day and how dressing up for success led to this victory. 5-0. and oh. Woo! 5 and 0 oh, boys. 5 and 0. Oh. It's on a heater. The suit dress, is on a heater. You dress up <laughs> for trophy day when you expect good things to happen. Woo! Good things happen. The Kansas City Chiefs are your 2020. Oh baby. Uh, and, uh, let's, let's reverse this. 2019. Yo, Shout out to AHPKC yeah. Super Bowl champions. You give Dirk his credit. Hashtag Chiefs 2019. Oh. This is the season that the OGs, AHPKC. They predicted. They predicted it. Dirk predicted it. Go back. He's got receipts. My, my guy Dirk has receipts. This is. I am so happy for so many players oh on this gosh. team. Guys, I... You're probably going to get sick of this bit, but throughout the course of this offseason, I I just, uh, random people get a ring, and I want to shout them out throughout the course of this. Hey, Byron Pringle, yep. be damn proud of that ring, son. Yes. That, you, I, the moments you had this year, they weren't frequent. Wear that thing with pride. I'm so proud of you. I just, uh, Emmanuel oh, I Agba. love it so much. Emmanuel Agba. Oh. Hey, guess what, Emmanuel Agba? You're a world champion, my friend, and you oh. earned every little bit of that. You helped get us here. LaShawn McCoy, after a storied career, gets a ring, and people have been trying to dunk on him all playoffs just because he's been active. Listen, Chiefs aren't where they are in the playoffs without LaShawn McCoy helping carry the load to start the year. He mattered. All of these players mattered, and they are finally, they are getting rings that they deserve. Sit this one out. Uh Cam Irving, wear that damn ring with pride. Cam, Cam, we're good, brother. (laughs) We're good, brother. You might have contributed to the adversity earlier in the year. I don't care. You're a world champion. You deserve every little bit of this. Hey, listen here. Cam was the second person out of the tunnel and the most hyped person before the game on the entire team. Cam Irving was in on two touchdowns today, you guys. He was tackle eligible on two touchdowns today. Did not notice that at all. I'm going to be real with you guys. I did not notice... About anything in that football game. Okay, let's let's be real here. This is the first game. All of us, because we've had this conversation off podcast here. All of us have have watched most of the games over the past two years under the guise of you know trying to analyze things yep. and trying to look at things through a critical eye. This is the first time, I think, for at least me in the past two years that I've watched as a full-on fan outside of Arrowhead. Yeah, there was nothing about this game where I was really trying to analyze. The funny thing is, though, I called the leak to Sammy, and I called option into the boundary, even though the running back was lined up away from him. I was like, I I called both those plays. I was on a heater today, fellas. I was feeling it a little bit, but it didn't matter. You can go through my Twitter. I literally was just tweeting out fan stuff the entire time, and I was trying to hype up a bar far more than I was trying to analyze. I will say this. Fan Maddie 
is just he is just he's talking so much he is not giving anybody credit whatsoever jimmy garoppolo is the worst player in the history of the world if you read matthew lane's timeline and guess what jimmy garoppolo channeled his inner kirk cousins to full capacity in the fourth quarter of that game that guy got exposed for what he is and Patrick Mahomes got exposed for what he is and what he is is the best player in the world and he's coming for you Tom the hardest thing to do is get the first ring Patrick Levon Mahomes got the first ring and it's not gonna stop there he's coming for multiple he's coming for legacies he's coming for status and Tom Brady you might as well enjoy this whatever you think that however long you think the goat status is going to be for you because Mahomes is already on your heels he's not even 25 years old yet bring Tom to the AFC West oh, bring Tom. him to the AFC West John Gruden go do what you can to bring Tom I would love to beat Tom Brady twice every single year and remind him who the best player in the world is because the best player in the world is making 40 he's making 40 million dollars a year next year and that's not going to be enough he should make 50 Whew. i blacked out for a second i'm sorry i'm this is going to be the fun honestly guys you know here's the thing we've 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 put a lot of time into this and we care deeply about this football team. You know, it might not look like it all the time because we're critical of things, because we want this team to re reach what just happened. The reason that we do what we do, the reason that why we are critical of the things that we're critical is because we want this city, we want this team, we want this organization to enjoy what just happened. And it's the most rewarding thing to be a little bit of this, a little part of 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 anybody that's listening to this this their whole super bowl experience this is this is one of the most fun moments of my life i can say that and, definitively and it's and it ain't about us it ain't about it, us it, it, ever it's never about has you been. it's about you you're listening right now you are part of this you are getting to bask in in all of this it's incredible it's amazing. We thank you all so much for listening. There's There was such an outpouring of love at the end yeah. of that game. Love for Andy Reid, love for this team, love for other fellow Chiefs fans. It was amazing to see. We appreciate every last one of you. You're, this is for everybody. This it, it really is for everybody. It's for the entire city of Kansas City, the entire team, the entire everybody. I'm just so happy right now. This Andy chant busted out at the bar multiple oh, times. We didn't even need Andy Reid to be on the screen. He wasn't getting Gatorade dumped on him. He wasn't giving the interview at the end of the game as a Super Bowl champion coach. People just started chanting Andy, 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 because that is what he means to the fans of Kansas City. That is what he means to us, to everybody else. People wanted to see Andy Reid succeed. He deserves it. He earned it. We got it. And thankfully, we were lucky enough as a fan base to be the team that Andy Reid won the Super Bowl as. Not somebody else. He didn't win in Philadelphia. He got there and couldn't quite pull it off, but he got it now. We get to celebrate with him. He gets to be remembered as the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl head coach. You get to relish that. This moment never goes away. Andy Reid won. I know not everybody has been the biggest fan of Andy Reid, including myself. I've been critical. I want to win every single game 77 to nothing, so I will be critical <laughs> if that doesn't happen. Guess what? We just won the Super Bowl. My criticisms don't matter. We just won the Super Bowl. All that stuff doesn't matter right now. We were a good enough team to win the Super Bowl for Andy, for Pat. Not even we. They won the Super Bowl. I just get to celebrate it with everybody else, with all you guys listening. It's one of the best feelings in the entire world. I don't even know how to put it into words right now. You, you don't have to put it into words. I Guys, I'm going to be processing this forever. I still like part of me feels like we're down 20 to 10 still like i'm not completely here yet i'm still trying to process all this i will say you, know, you talk about andy you're gonna i'm gonna get emotional just thinking about that um i didn't cry i didn't get really particularly teary-eyed until i saw andy reed and patrick mahomes hugging 
when I saw um, him get Gatorade poured on him, when uh, when the Eagles tweeted out "Times Yours, Andy," I lost it. Those are like honestly this. The moments that I'm feeling about this game, the most emotional moments for me aren't even about me or my feelings or, or you know, even like being with all my friends. It was Andy Reid. And I know, you know, Craig's talked a lot about this a lot, how much he wants to win for Andy Reid. And the most adamant I've seen Craig Stout on <laughs> when we, in, in, in us doing this has been about Andy Reid. And I feel very similarly. And it, it, it was very obvious as, as that whole thing was going on you know how much it meant to me personally to see Andy Reid get that ring those those moments were the most emotional uh that I've experienced this this entire night was 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 all about Andy and I think it's so cool I think it's so cool that Andy's legacy is defined not by 15 years in in Philadelphia but is defined by already the seven here in Kansas City he's ours he's ours He's Philly. ours. You he's said, so ours. He's ours. You said so much about him, Philadelphia. You booed Santa Claus. You booed Andy Reid. He's ours now. He's ours now. You can't have him. You can celebrate him, whatever. But I saw Philly fans in my mentions today talking about him. He's ours now. I am so proud that Andy Reid is my head coach. And he won one and he's going to win a few more before he hangs it up. Andy Reid is going in the Hall of Fame as a chief. Woo! Period. I don't think they go technically as a but we will take on the entire state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, let's fight. Let's fight Philly. Let's yeah. fight. He's it's, ours. It, yeah. I I just I was beside myself with when it was basically clinched. I was beside myself when his son came up and hugged him on the sidelines there and then Steve Spagnolo came over and hugged him on the sidelines as well I just there was so much there I just it, it, it can't say it can't say it I, I I I love Andy so much I was so happy to see him get his it's it's so deserving it's no, just absolutely so and the highest emotional point for me and Andy Reid's stuff was phenomenal. It was hard. It's hard for me to process all that and the situation that I was in. So I'm sure I'll get more tomorrow. But what really drove home to me was seeing in the fourth quarter, seeing Tyron Matthews lay into the defense on the sideline, and then seeing him with the trophy at the end of the game, knowing his story, where he came from, the leadership that he provided to the team. That's one that really sit home with me is just seeing his reaction on the sideline when things weren't going well and then seeing his reaction when they finally won the Super Bowl, that's one that hit me pretty hard just because that was stuff that was on the TV where I was. I was actually able to visualize that. I saw both. And that was a sit-back moment just like, wow, this stuff means so much to them. As much as we think it means to us as fans and as important as it is in my life and everybody else's life, this means everything to them, literally everything. And just seeing that unfold on national television was one of the most amazing things. You saw the highs, you saw the lows, you saw anger, you saw pure joy. Just seeing all of that during the Super Bowl on such a big stage was absolutely incredible. I think think what's kind of just crazy about this whole experience is about every fear that you could have had about this football team was realized. The linebackers were not great. The cornerbacks were not great. And the back seven was getting exposed for for large chunks of the game, and and it felt hopeless because the offense wasn't able to do anything to, to try to help. But what happened? The, the fourth quarter, they buttoned up. They, 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 they took all that adversity. This group's been forged in fire. It's, they've, they've been through so much as a group, both sides of the football. They've faced all kinds of adversity. These last, you know, these, these last, just this whole season, but even these last few weeks, how much adversity this group has faced, how much this group has been through. You knew it was going to count for something at some point. You knew at some point. Everything that they've been through was going to boil up and bubble up to the surface. And it did in the biggest moments. They went 21 nothing on them in the fourth quarter. After everything that they've been through to this point, everything, Patrick Mahomes, we didn't think Patrick Mahomes was going to be playing 
after week whatever it was it, on Thursday Night Football, week six, whatever we thought, at week seven, we didn't think Patrick Mahomes was going to be playing. There was moments where we didn't think this man was going to be playing the rest of the year. And what does he do? He, he beats the odds. He comes back after two weeks. They lose the first game against Tennessee. Then they go on an absolute tear. And that loss against Tennessee was the defining moment for both sides of the football. They had honest moments. And ever since then, the championship swagger on the defensive side of the football that Frank Clark, that Tyron Matthew, that Steve Spagnuolo brought to this football team finally showed up. And it didn't leave. It never left after that. It never left after that. This team, that everything that they went through finally came and, and, and materialized completely on the football field in the biggest moments. And guess what? San Francisco wasn't ready for that. The Niners weren't about that life. They weren't about that adversity. They weren't about any of that. They weren't ready. Their leadership wasn't good enough. Their team wasn't good enough. Their pass rush, their all world, all those first round picks on the defensive line, they weren't good enough. Because this team, this Kansas City football team had something that they didn't have and that no one in the world has. They're the one team in the world that has this championship swagger. You wanted to know what championship swagger was? It was defined tonight in the fourth quarter with nine minutes left in the football game. Rant Swanson's That's coming out. That's the best Rant Swanson. Woo! That's the best rant, Swanson. I'm on a heater right now. That's right not there. even a rant, Swanson. That's a celebration, Swanson. That's, right just, that's, yeah. a, that's a joyous. You know, the thing about... A little, little inside baseball. The thing about this podcast, the thing about everything that us three do together is you see... Every week, you see two hours of it or an hour of it. <laughs> but it's a lot behind the scenes. And we are talking through so much and we are thinking through so much. And I feel like tonight is just, it's just us just, it's, 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 it's like, it's a different kind of celebration there's, for us. There's too, no right? rundown. There's no nothing. This is just the three of us sitting around BSing <laughs> on, on video chat. Yeah. This is what it is. Guys, I, <laughs> not enough is being made and time out, time more out. will be made time out the recording that? the recording just said 1738 on my on my oh, computer i'm sorry i didn't want to hijack out. that but that was really no, cool no, for me good. my eyes were on that there sorry continue craig <laughs> sorry please go we're we're going to talk a lot about this especially this off season there's there's going to be a lot of conversations about the pivot point in this game when it switched i know that the tyree kill pass is going to be the focal point of all of that but guys steve spagnolo was brought in this offseason to make a difference to change things up you want to talk about in-game adjustments let's talk about the end of that game let's talk about what that defense was able to do they were able to dictate the tempo they were able to take the run away they were able to take the pass away frank clark was a closer kendall fuller a guy that i have been hard on kendall. all year long Kendall Fuller, you wear that damn ring proud, son. That's go- that's yours. You earned all every single bit of that ring. Steve Spagnolo absolutely changed this defense. And there's going to be tons of conversations about Spagnolo because he's not going anywhere. He's going to be a chief next year. Woo. This defense is going to be playing at a much higher level from the get-go next year. Oh, no. We're going to see a completely different and It took him eight weeks to figure out how to get everybody together, how to get everybody on the same page, how to get everybody to buy in. You're going to have a lot of pieces that are still going to be there, that are still going to buy in, and you're going to have good Steve Spagnuolo from the get-go in 2020. But this was a masterpiece. He held this offense to 20 points. That was plenty. That was enough 
for this Chiefs team to win the Super Bowl. He deserves tons of praise this week. You know who else needs to wear their ring proudly? Bashad Breland. Oh, He's man. been a little under the radar lately, but my man, he had the pick. I'm not even talking about the pick, just the plays he was making on some early screen passes. Just his ability to help the Chiefs just make a couple stops or prolong some drives from the 49ers early in the game were absolutely phenomenal. He was out there making the 49ers work, and I think that's what you saw in the fourth quarter. When the 49ers had stuff not going their way, when they had to work for what they wanted when they couldn't just rely on Kyle Shanahan to say, hey, here's the whiteboard play, run it like that. That's when things fell apart for them. The Chiefs' defense never quit. They kept coming back. They gave up bad drives. They gave up long drives. They Real didn't care. Drives. They Real kept bad. coming <laughs> back. They had Spagnolo in their ear, Tyron Matthew in their ear, Frank Clark yelling at them. They had these guys that were getting them ready to go back out there after some bad drives, and they gave it their all. But for me, the one thing I remember about this game, and I understand he had some bad plays, Patrick Mahomes, we'll talk about him plenty throughout the offseason. Don't you guys worry. It's going to come. His ability, or his desire to have the football was noticeable from the first drive of this game. He wanted to throw the ball. He wanted to run the ball. He wanted the football. Tell you who didn't want it, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's your difference in the football game. Patrick Mahomes wanted it a lot more than anybody else on the field did. There's some plays that I'm probably going to profile at some point here in the next you know, three months whenever I recover from this football game. It's going to take me a while. What What is draft season? I don't know what draft season is. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, no, just leave that away. Just don't even tell the joke. I, I get it. We'll get there. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, like, I think there's some plays with Patrick Mahomes that, that were very subtle that I was watching that showed how you know how he wasn't going to let this football team lose i think there was a couple plays where patrick mahomes very easily could have been sacked but he wasn't letting that happen that wasn't happening that wasn't in the plans he knew he need his football team need him and he wasn't going to let him he wasn't gonna let that team down he wasn't gonna let him down there are so many little things in that football game even though he had probably his worst interception of the season even though he threw multiple interceptions even though it was rough at times for him the Very. the heart of a champion showed up and it, it it was it was there throughout there was some mistakes where he was trying a little bit too hard and there were some things like that but it didn't matter because he rose to the occasion he let the pain he let the pain of last year drive him to greatness to another level of greatness he was amazing last year but he took this off season and he took the pain that he experienced last year and used it to fuel a Super Bowl championship. And he was he was he was fantastic in the end of the game and the Chiefs are world champions because of it. The other one, the other people I you guys are kind of giving your shout-outs right now. I think Brett Veach deserves a ton of credit. 2019 2018 was pretty bad for him. Let's just we, you can it was a it was a rough season for him. But 2019 was exceptional. Everything you know, we were stressed out like crazy about the cornerback position. It wasn't pretty all the time, and there was still some issues tonight. Didn't matter. They still were able to overcome that and win a world championship. Uh, I think about Sammy Watkins. A lot of people did not like the Sammy Watkins sign signing. Sammy Watkins has over 400 yards. I think it's like close to 450 yards. It might be over 450 yards in the playoffs in his time in Kansas City massive massive help for this football team you are not super bowl champions without sammy watkins so even 2018 has rebounded a little bit but 2019 was coming up all spades for brett veach and he deserves a ton of credit for this football team and you can lump damian williams in with 2018 a guy that a lot of people thought uh maybe should have been the mvp tonight he was excellent all night we talked about his ability to work underneath his ability to make things i'll tell you what damian williams was fantastic guys there are going to be brett veach stories that are written they are coming you're going to hear them they're going to be great i promise you but he's just he rebuilt the defense 100 percent rebuilt the defense we saw in a year 
in a year. It wasn't just him in 2018 trying to do this. He actually revamped it from 2018 to 2019 and created this whole new beast. Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark. Let's talk Terrell Suggs, Mike Pinnell. I mean, Colin Saunders, Derek Naughty. I mean, uh, these guys were fantastic. And... And they did it without guys like Emmanuel Ogba, guys without, you know, like Juan Thornhill, even Mo Claiborne. Like we, we talked a lot. We exerted a lot of energy on these guys and their ability to really impact the game. And yet they they weren't here for this one for various injuries or inactivity or anything like that. They were able to cobble together a depth chart that was good enough. And that was the question. When we were in training camp this last year, there was a lot of conversation about whether or not this 53 was good enough. We liked a lot of it, but we didn't love all of it. So it was good to see that we were proven wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are willing to admit Hell, that yeah, we were that, like, very wrong about a lot of guys. Absolutely. But... I, I just think that it, they put together the right squad from a locker room standpoint, from a mentality standpoint, and the cred, full credit to those guys, full credit to the coaching staff. Just, it, it's amazing. It, it, your team is Super Bowl champions. It's absolutely amazing. It is. Uh, we just lost Maddie. Maddie, Maddie had to dip out. I don't know. It, it's you know if Miami is probably at a data log jam. Oh, it's lit. It's it's lit. Um, I think it's it's about time for us to to go anyway. It's about. We will get into the analysis. We will break down this game. We'll we do a mailbag. We're the- gonna have a mailbag. <laughs> the mailbag is gonna be lit. We will get into the X's and O's and all the good and the bad. But we wanted you guys to have something for those of you like me who are going to work Monday morning to have something to enjoy, something to listen to, some of the pure joy just kind of captured a little bit for you guys. Because again, this is for you. We do this for you. You guys, we saw so much love tonight. I just, I'm so happy to be sharing this with every single one of you that are listening tonight with my buddies here on the podcast. This is, this is wonderful. Congratulations, you're world champs. You you guys deserve it so much. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all deserve it, man. Y'all really deserve this. Uh, this city, this fan base has been through so much. Um, it's been fifty years. Fifty years. It's been fifty years. And I'm so I'm so happy for you. You deserve it more than any fan base i don't even care about cleveland whatever no you deserve this and i'm so happy for you i'm so happy for andy reed um on the game prediction we said we'll see y'all at the at the parade (laughs) we'll see y'all hey guess what we'll see y'all at the parade we'll see y'all at the parade (laughs) man how lucky are we that we got to experience that it's been a long time coming but Boy, did this football team make it all worth it. And having Patrick Mahomes here for at least the next 12 years to go chase that feeling 12 more times, I just can't speak enough of it. It's going to be so much fun. This is just the start, but make sure you enjoy what just happened because it's really hard to do what the Kansas City Chiefs just did. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for making this show what it is. We could not do any of this without you. We are so grateful uh, to have this opportunity and to have this platform to talk about our favorite football team. Uh, Be sure uh, to check out From the Podium. That'll be on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network tomorrow. The Arrowhead Pride Laboratory Mailbag will be back on Monday. We'll catch you.